Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Happy Friday, I'm Tracy B. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Uh, we talked about the Rum Rebellion. Yes. I don't I don't know why I had it in my head so solidly that we had talked about this before. And I even looked through, like, I did a search for the words Rum Rebellion in my giant folder of old scripts for the show, trying to be like, did we just mention it in passing in one of our other related to Australia episodes? Like, maybe the Catalpa Mutiny or maybe the Lady Juliana? Like, either of the, no, it just seems like not. Is there any chance your brain is subbing it in for Whiskey Rebellion since it's a spirit-related no. Incident. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, so, yeah. Um, this is definitely one of the more ridiculous coups we've talked about. Maybe the most ridiculous coup, because most of the coups that we have talked about on the show have been just horrifying and violent. And this has, you know, horrifying context. We're talking about a prison colony in Australia. Yeah. But the actual circumstances of the rebellion really seem to be... Bly did not go to Australia to make friends. And there were people there who had some really strong personalities already. And the the actual coup itself was minimally violent. There was only one person that got hurt. And then, you know, although Bly and his daughter were kept on house arrest, they were also on house arrest in what was effectively the governor's mansion. Right. So on the spectrum of coups, it's like on the goofier, less violent right. end it's, of the coups. It's less harrowing spectrum. than many that we've talked about. Yeah. It also is, uh, I think, because so much of it boils down to kind of petty bickering that gets out of control because of egos. Mm-hmm. It just lends itself to a more jocular tone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. he really liked rules. I mean, it's kind of a sitcom, right? Like, <laughs> he really liked rules, but had a temper. He's like the yeah. boss that wants to fix a very jumbled and messed up situation, but doesn't know how to do it in terms of interpersonal communications. So they just yeah. swoop in and, like, erase all that has gone before to institute new things, which never, ever works. No. No, I also, um, I was kind of fascinated by the descriptions of his um, his sort of harangues that he would assault people with, with the torrent of insults. And um, I wish I had written down or or bookmarked one of the things that it, it just sort of described what these were like. And it they just, in some ways, just seemed like random, almost nonsensical torrents of insults that were really demoralizing to the people who were hearing them, in part because they just didn't, they didn't make sense and they didn't fit with the way people thought that officers should be disciplining anybody. Right. Oh, humans and their peccadilloes. (laughs) Yeah. uh, If you look at pictures of, of William Bly, he also doesn't look like you might imagine if your familiarity with, with him is like, fictional depictions of the mutiny on the bounty where he's kind of this red-faced screaming tyrant. Right. He looks like a very pale, 
person who somehow has managed to stay in the shade his whole life in spite of being the captain of a ship and then living in Australia. Uh, Maybe he always had a really lovely umbrella or parasol. Maybe so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have been thinking a lot about stills as of late because I have been, you know, studying how various spirits get made. And there's part Mm -hmm. of me that just wants to go like, you guys, it's not that hard. You could have made more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that was part of the thing was stills had been outlawed. And so they weren't supposed to have stills at all. Right. But, you know, there's a whole long tradition of the same classes of people who were transported to Australia also knowing how to keep their still secret. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they probably had something there that would have worked as a a base grain yeah. <laughs> to start the whole process. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if sugarcane grows there. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but you don't need, you can, you can make lots of other spirits with other grains. Yeah. Many of which would have been known to anybody that came from England. So, Right, I'm right. a little surprised. Well, and we know that they, uh, we we had previously talked about people having IOUs that used wheat as currency. Right. So you can, man, I'm just imagining a whole now very complicated monetary system for the colony of New South Wales <laughs> overlapping between <laughs> wheat and alcohol. Yes. Oh. So anyway, now you know what's kind of weird connections. My brain will go down. <laughs> These kinds of episodes. I love it. So, Tracy, this week we had as a guest the wonderful and very charming Jeremy Katz uh-huh. on the show, yeah. which was just so delightful to get to spend time with him and talk. Um, I was so excited because it was kind of happening at the same time we were getting that episode ready that he got to talk about having picked up the Hebrew Bible that John Ossoff had been sworn in on. Right. Um, and he mentioned that that, that Bible had belonged to Rabbi Rothschild. I don't remember if we connected the dots, really, that, like, he was a civil rights leader. He was the rabbi at the temple right. when it was bombed in 1958. So it is a really interesting piece of history for a number of reasons, and that they now get to have it in their collection and share it with people as this this monumental, you know, prop sounds demeaning to it, but this mm-hmm. item that's that's part of the the props of the world stage of like these very vital moments in Jewish history in Atlanta. I don't know. It's just very cool. History is still alive. Yeah. We're making yeah. it all the time. Um, so I I went to that museum once when I lived in Atlanta. Uh I went there with my friend Aaron and we Uh, They have an exhibit that is um, like a history of the Jewish community in Atlanta through a set of, I think, 18 artifacts. There's a number of artifacts. Uh And then the temporary exhibit was on Maurice Sendak. Yes. I loved it so much. The other thing I got really excited about when you told me you were doing this interview is I am so fascinated by these Images of America books that this book (laughs) is part of. Like, Anytime I walk into some random in the middle of nowhere place that has a gift shop and the gift shop has an Images of America book that is about that specific place's history, I'm just deeply fascinated by. I have I have one of them on my desk right now, which is about a place called Breakheart Reservation, which today is like a um 
a park with lots of walking trails and a playground and and hiking and that kind of thing. Um, having the whole history of it. And I, as soon as you told me that, I was like, these, I'm incredibly just like, I, I want to know, number one, like I have this imagined uh, world of like how how it becomes how these books come into existence in so many places, um, and then anytime I see one, I just want to look through it and take it home. I would have a whole library of just images of America books yeah. by random places. They're really really good, and I was glad that Jeremy shared with us kind of the process of how that came to be a thing and. And, you know, he, of course, kind of had a similar project in mind already, so he was a little ahead of the game. But Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, too, right? I have lived in Atlanta uh, for a long time now, like 30 years. And just flipping through it, you know, is is an interesting walk, not quite down memory lane, because many of these things certainly predated my time here. But you see the things that that continue to persist as part of Atlanta culture. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really kind of struck me, it does not exist any longer. It has been absorbed by a larger conglomerate. But Rich's department store for the very longest oh, time yeah. was like yeah. an icon of Atlanta culture. <laughs> Yeah. And I I worked in a Riches for years. I worked in the salons there. Yeah. And so to see pictures of the original Riches, yeah. I, it just did something to my heart. It's so one wonderful. Of the, one of the uh, other, like, previous temporary exhibits at the museum, like, was a, a history of Riches, which I thought was really cool. Like, I didn't personally see that one, but I thought it was really cool. It's very, very cool. Um, yeah, you do sort of realize how much how much Atlanta has been shaped by its Jewish community uh, in ways that we don't always appreciate. So I was really happy to have him on with us. We also made a deal after we finished recording that once we are both vaccinated, I'm going to go visit the Bremen and he's going to give me a tour, which that's I always love so a little exciting. private tour of a museum. Oh, that's, so exciting. That's like my, my dream, uh, my dream scenario. So yeah. we are going to go do that and hopefully he'll let me take him to lunch or something. Uh, but I, I hope people, I mean, like you, I love these books. I just think, visually they offer such an easy entry point to history and in ways that they're all also always so well written even though there's limited text space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like whoever edits them to be concise but also really clear and very um good at conveying you know really the importance and the significance of what you're seeing mm-hmm, is doing an a plus mm-hmm. job whoever the editors are on this series kudos you mm-hmm. <laughs> so so uh wherever you are and run into these i highly recommend them and again i'm just super grateful i had that conversation yeah uh we hope that whatever the weekend has in store for you that it is delightful and enjoyable and that you have as good a time as possible and we will see you right back here starting tomorrow with a classic and then next week with new episodes Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio For more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows